studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Public has to trust that public health officials are going to lift these restrictions as quickly as they put them in place as the conditions improve. And that's probably partly what's holding back the economy right now. People are not going back to work, not just because of the benefits. I know there's been a lot of talk about that, but also because they're being told they have to wear masks and still have to exercise cautions that probably in many parts of this country you don't have to do. You look at San Francisco, 20 cases a day, more than 70 percent of the population vaccinated, very good testing in place. They don't need uh, mask ordinances indoors anymore and certainly not outside. <laughs> Dr. Scott Gottlieb on Face the Nation yesterday. Now, he was the first person I had ever heard in my life, and he was the first person with this pandemic last year, who said, somebody's got to step up and be willing to close down a city or a state. He was the first person to say that, and I thought, that's crazy. Close right. down a city? Close down a state? What does that even mean? He was the first person to want to close stuff down. He's also the first one in the top tier to say, open it the heck back up. We don't even, not, not only do we not need to wear masks outside, which seems to be so scientifically evident, I can't believe it's even still a topic. Well, and listen to the way he presented it, as if it was a joke. And he's been Mr. Nonpartisan, even-handed throughout this whole thing. And he was Mr. Shutdown at the beginning, because that's what the science warranted in his mind. He's now saying you don't need masks indoors in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. That have such low COVID. Uh, much of the country, as he said, much of the country, we don't even need to wear masks indoors. And so maybe you think, well, what do I care? Um, there is a good reason to care. One, your 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 local restaurant may go under if it doesn't get to open here soon. But um, what is it doing to the economy just in general in terms of people going back to work? I know. What, what does it do to your psychology, this whole vaccine thing? If you look around and you still see masks everywhere and you can't go out to eat. No, open the crap back up. No more masks. We're getting vaccinated. God right. dang it. It's so maddening. Play, well, play this... the Jake Tapper thing. Would you okay. play that? Because that fits in really good with this, too. Jake Tapper, you know, I'm glad to see CNN. I hope others get on the side of why, what, what's going on with the whole mask thing. Why am I wearing the mask? Because when we're inside, it's still good policy to wear the mask. Is it really necessary for a fully vaccinated person to wear a mask at a limited indoor gathering if everyone there is vaccinated? Well, the CDC has given guidance that when you're with family and friends that are vaccinated in small groups, you don't need a mask. So why does President Biden, in a room full of vaccinated journalists, Look, with everybody in that room vaccinated, why does he need to wear a mask? The president is going to continue to follow the CDC guidance. Yeah, I feel like you just, contra- crap. I feel like you just contradicted yourself there. You don't, you don't make any sense. But Joe Biden, send the message. Send the message that, hey, look, I'm not wearing a mask. Nobody's wearing a mask. You know why? Because we all got vaccinated. Freedom! And that can happen to you, so get the shot, and everything can be opened back up. Why not send that message as opposed to the, well, we better all still wear a mask and be scared. I appreciated Joe Biden actually begging the question. That's what begging the question is. Why are you wearing a mask? Because it's good to wear a mask. That was his only answer? It's that stupid. Well, we're going to follow CDC guidance. What is going on? Is it hyper-caution? I was going to say earlier, if there's one positive that's come out of this, it's that at least people who listen to this radio show and probably some others like it have an appreciation for how real it is that power once given is is given back only grudgingly and slowly, if at all. I mean, it's astounding to be to watch this. 
I mean, there's just no reason for all this stuff, but you're going to hold that power just because you like how it feels. Maybe originally it was to protect people from the Chinese bat fever, but it's not anymore. It's, it's, it's either just wanting the power or it's a mania of some sort. What do you think it is? What do you, what do you think is in uh, Biden's crazy old head, Jack? What's motivating him? Hyper caution? I don't, I don't know. We've been talking about this for weeks. I don't get the lefties. You know, it's that, that article from the Atlantic that we read from last week. Why liberals just can't give up the pandemic. I don't understand the psychology of it. I don't get, I mean, either I, the, the follow the science crowd, the, the same people that were saying, look, Trump, come on, admit that masks are a good idea. I think Trump should have said masks are a good idea in the beginning. But now on the back end of it, you're going to continue to wear masks outside and keep your kids out of school, flying in the face of all the science? Right, right. Yeah, I I think the, the, the tr- Trump actually traumatized a lot of lefties. They're, they're now so bent that the anything that Trump advocated or or was you know advocating the opposite, it's nearly a religious right for them to be opposite of that. I, it's not rational. They, they provide no rational explanation. They don't even offer one. Never mind whether it's convincing or not. Why are you wearing a mask? Because it's good to wear a mask. So we have a Fauci on ABC this week. I actually didn't catch that. What did what did Fauci have to say about this? I don't know what number that is. Hanson, do you know? 61. You've had experts like the former head of the FDA, Scott Gobley, say it's time to start relaxing the indoor mask mandates. Is he right? No, I think so. And I think you're going to probably be seeing that as we go along and as more people get vaccinated. The CDC will be almost in real time, George, updating their recommendations and their guidelines. But yes, we do need to start being more liberal as we get more people vaccinated. As you get more people vaccinated, the number of cases per day will absolutely go down. We're averaging about 43,000 a day. We've got to get it much, much lower than that. When that gets lower, the risk of any infection, indoor or outdoor, diminishes dramatically. Yeah, Gottlieb made the point with some numbers and language I didn't quite understand, but I knew that this number is this and this number is... He said, we're dropping so fast week by week. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be just... So in a couple of weeks, it will be... It's crazy now that people are still wearing masks outside and and most stuff isn't opened up indoors. In a couple of weeks, it'll be beyond crazy. It's like all of a sudden you shut down restaurants in the midst of, you know, three years ago. I mean, well, it, it'll just be nuts. So f- even Fauci says, no, Gottlieb's not wrong. He's right. Gottlieb's saying, we gotta re- we got to undo this with the speed that we did it in the first place. And he makes the point, and I won't play the clip because I can sum it up faster. He makes the point that this could come back in the fall. We could have mutations come back in the fall. We'll have parts of the country where people didn't vaccinate that much. It could come back in the fall. And we could have to reinstitute some mask mandates. We should. We could even have to close some schools in certain areas in the fall when this comes back. Yikes. And we're not going to get people to comply if they see us not following the science. And he's absolutely right. If I see you lying about this CDC and Joe Biden and keep making us continue to wear masks and we don't have to, next year when you say wear a mask, you're much less likely to get me to comply. Well, yeah, there's the credibility question. Then there's just fatigue. I mean, at some point, you've had enough. I'm going to take my chances. This sucks. 
And if you can give people a break, an extended break, that's just good strategy. And move more quickly. If we're there, don't end the CDC Fauci. The CDC, I think, in coming days will give the guidelines. No, do it. Meet over the weekend. Have a special emergency meeting. If no, the numbers are there happen. and say no more masks. Not going to happen because the only thing they perceive they will be held accountable for is people getting the COVID. They will not be held accountable for children having tragic outcomes, for falling behind in school, for the economy faltering, for businesses going out of business and and dreams being shattered. The only thing they will be called to account for is COVID. So that's the only thing they care about. Hyper caution on COVID. Listen to this, would you? Could you sue if you're a restaurant in L.A. or San Francisco or whatever, sue at this point and say, look, here's here's an expert saying masks aren't necessary. Mm-hmm. So why is the government using their powers to keep me from being open? Yeah, a judge actually just ruled against the CDC. They said they'd exceeded their powers in um, the uh, the eviction ban. Of course, that takes like six months to... Yes, it does. At which point your restaurant is long out of business and your employees have scattered. Uh, and it's a cold comfort to have a judge say, hey, you were right six right. months ago. Listen to this. This is uh, from the New York Times, which is... Uh, you know, covering various aspects of COVID reasonably well and sometimes terribly. Sharona Pearl is 43. She lives in Philadelphia and is fully vaccinated. She recently decided it felt okay to have a cup of tea indoors with a vaccinated friend. <laughs> recently decided that. What's the matter with you? Then It gets worse. I have three kids who are not vaccinated. It's really hard because they can't have friends over for playdates, right? No, wrong. They just can't. It's not okay. So here I am doing it. That's sort of frustrating for them. How is this not an article like The Atlantic about people who can't get past COVID fear and or can't do math and or haven't heard about the effect on children, the effect it doesn't have on children? What do you mean your kids can't have play dates? What sort of parents are you? What's the matter with you? You're torturing your children for no good reason. Oh, my God. There are thousands. Sharona, listen to me. And I'm not going to make any reference to that damn knack song because I'm sure you've heard that like 50,000 times Ooh, in your life. pretty woman, huh? No, 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 no. Listen to me. (laughs) There are thousands of schools open, full-time, in person, right now. The idea that your kids can't have a play date, you're you're a child abuser. It's not intentional. It's accidental. You're misinformed, or maybe you're a little crazy. Yeah, my and all son. is forgiven. But why isn't this article about that? Yeah, my son's having a play date every single day with like 150 other kids that are at school. <laughs> and has been all year long. Since last August. God, this is just disturbing. It is. It's, 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 it's yeah. I don't know. And it, I, I don't, I don't understand why the media doesn't amplify this more. How is Scott Gottlieb saying San Francisco can get rid of the indoor mask ban? Not the biggest story. If not in America, at least in San Francisco, I can't even find that story anywhere for San Francisco. Well, and he's not Fauci style saying it's time to consider uh, thinking about proposing, conceiving. No, right now. No, he just said, no, right now. It's self-evident. No mask. The the idea of an outdoor mask is ridiculous and indoor is unnecessary. Doesn't make the news. I tell you, it's that Trump derangement syndrome plus progressives like being afraid. Even our horses are now junkies. I agree with President Trump on that. we got to figure out what to do with our junkie horses. Good point, sir. Um, Tell you what, you find a junkie horse uh, sleeping on the sidewalk, you don't move him along, you're going to have a junkie horse camp right there. You know, it'll spring up, 
pooping in the park. Do they still make good glue, or do junkie horses not make good glue? Things won't stick together. I don't know that. I know very little about glue science, but thanks for asking. What is the Democrats' biggest problem with getting their big agenda through? An article in, uh, is it in, it's in the New York Times. The actuary tables. The fact that so many of them are so old that they might lose their majority by somebody dying before they get around to passing it. Wow, I find this wow, to be wow. a hilarious angle. We'll have to talk about that at some point. They're one very elderly senator dying away from not having the majority to get their, their, their this thing through. How wow. about that? That's a unique problem. The odds are against us that we're all going to live for another three months. So Hurry, pass it. I don't feel good. <laughs> oh, my God. Among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. will become the first vice president to be featured as a wax figure at Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, while Joe Biden is the first wax figure to become president. <laughs> it was announced that Verizon will sell AOL and Yahoo, I assume, to the year 1998. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What, what can you get Yahoo for these days? Uh, Yahoo Finance, I actually use quite a bit. I find their their stock tracking every, stuff to be pretty good. Every time I give my email address, my personal email address, which is a Yahoo email address, people laugh at me. <laughs> I don't understand why that's laughable. It works fine. No, you're much better off being tracked every second of every day by Google. Well, I, I, people always laugh at me. Anyway, um, I, I I'm not going to read from this, but I came across this in the New York Times yesterday on the, in the opinion page. Mother's Day is guilt wrapped as a gift. And it was a long article from some mom about, and I, I couldn't even under, I didn't even understand it. It was something about male patriarchy expectations of women and something to do with being white. And I, I couldn't even follow it. And I thought, Shut how out of touch with the world are you if this makes an appearance in the op-ed page of the New York Times? There's like a half of a half of a half of 1% of America that thinks any of this crap that you're just talking about. Regarding but they're Mother's the intelligentsia, Day. man. They're the elites. And it makes the very few articles that make it into the New York Times on a Sunday. It's just, you're so out of whack with the rest of the world. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, so true. You know, uh, eh, briefly, why not? Uh, yesterday was first Mother's Day since my mom passed away. You know, what was that, six weeks ago, something like that. Um, and I, I was perfectly fine until the evening and I started thinking about it. It mm. just went, went to pieces. But, mm. uh, yeah, that's okay. It's funny how that, uh, comes and goes in cycles. I've talked to my dad about that, uh, the, the ups and downs of mourning and moving on with life and all. And it's, it's the first time I've ever had to deal with it. I know a lot of y'all have had to deal with uh, losing people close to you and it's, uh, it's hard, but, you know, I don't know. Life goes on. I always remind myself. That, uh, you know, when I go, my fondest wish for everybody I care about is that they are happy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I try to, uh, I try to remember that too. So I try to live that too. But anyway, hope everybody had a pleasant Mother's Day. Unless you were oppressed by the patriarchy, then, you know, fight the power, ladies, or something. Because you're a white mom in a male dominated world, and that, so then that's why Mother's Day <laughs> is guilt wrapped as a gift. What the Shut hell up. are you talking about? Yeah. 
Wow, what garbage. A total change of topic. It is so clear to me that if the poo hits the air circulation device with China or Russia, all of a sudden, the power's going to go off. You're not going to be able to get hot water. There's going to be no Internet. Gas stations are going to be out of gas because the first thing they're going to do is unleash all their computer hackers. They had this uh, big uh, pipeline shut down over the weekend, some sort of cyber uh, attack, ransomware thing. It didn't get into the, the real heart of the control stuff, but that sort of thing has happened before. It's a pipeline that goes from the middle of Texas all the way up to the top of the East Coast. It's a long pipeline. Yeah, indeed. Um, and, and they go through various attacks from the past. Uh, last year, ransomware attack moved from a natural gas company's networks into the control systems at a compression facility. They had to shut down for a couple of days. But and, and, and all these, are they getting something into the computer system, or are they online? Because I don't understand why any of this stuff would ever be online in the way that you could you know, hack in from the outside. You'd have to at least get a thumb drive or something into the internal computer. Yeah, but we're, if anything is connected to the Internet, you can worm your way through those systems. Just I mean, including email. Yeah, and I know a lot of it is, you know, because you want people to be able to do stuff from home remotely. Well, yeah, and, and I'm the wrong guy to ask anyway. As far as I'm concerned, the Internet is a series of tubes, and I don't really go much past that in terms of <laughs> knowledge. Oh, hey, speaking of knowledge, uh, one of our alert listeners sent along something from C.S. Lewis. That is brilliant. It's Orwell-esque prediction of, in particular, Cal Unicornia's policies. Cool. Stay with us. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, we can't mandate people do certain things. But we can certainly give them the best advice possible. And the guidance that the federal government has put out is for your safety. Wearing a mask, getting vaccinated, crucial. If you haven't done either, or if you're not doing either one of those two, you're in real trouble. But if you've been vaccinated, you're obviously far safer. We still want you to be as safe as possible. That's why the indoor policy should still be masking. So what if I don't want to be as safe as possible? That's Javier Becerra, who is the controversial, in my mind, new head of uh, Health and Human Services. Um, uh, He's a horrible human being. In all kinds of different ways. But so, yeah, so that apparently is the standard. We want you to be as safe as possible. Uh, Hey, I I own a restaurant, and uh, I'm going to lose everything I've worked for my whole life. If if the if we're going to go with being safe as possible, how about we go with what Dr. Gottlieb said yesterday is uh, it's plenty safe enough. Well, how about we replace that standard with as free as possible, Javier? That's you a, might be that's kind of a thing around here in the U.S. That's a, that's a good way to put it. But, you know, Sean was making the point earlier. We, we are coming out of, a you know, generations of. Putting little plastic things in the outlets and foam on the corners of the tables for our for our little kids. I mean, we are a super super. We want to be safe as possible society, mm-hmm. and now we're doing it with this pandemic much to the detriment of our economy. Now, I don't mind you know outlet guards and stuff like that. I mean, what, I, are, you, what point, are you playing? I, hide the penny with your kids in no, the outlets? I, 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 people can do what they want. I now think it's silly. I think it's just ridiculous. We did all that stuff. 
Huh. Every, the, the, the chance of anything happening is almost zero. What we're doing, again, it's my opinion. If you did this, fine. I did it. I think it's ridiculous at this point. I think we've transferred ultimate safety to our children, and that's why there's so much anxiety in the world. Oh, I think that's 100% true. And because we're worried about it, something that like was a one-in-a-million lightning strike concern, because we're worried about all those things, now our kids are worried about all the things, and they're going nuts. And now we've got a government that behaves that way. Ultimate yeah. safety. All yeah, the it's time. A, it's a culture. It's a culture it's of interesting. the worship of, of safety as opposed to liberty. Rubber playgrounds, no monkey bars. <laughs> Just, it's amazing. Yep. Um, so we talked last week about the fact that California is introducing or discussing introducing a new uh, mathematics curriculum that denies that there's any such thing as ability in math or talent, or anything. It's going to eliminate advanced math. Just keep everybody learning at the same rate. And it's a horrible, horrible idea um, for a number of reasons, a number of practical reasons. But it hadn't occurred to me the full extent of why it's such a bad idea. And alert listener uh, Jeremy sent this along. And it's a little longish, but but hang, hang with me. It's from C.S. Lewis, who, you know, was one of the great thinkers of the 20th century. And, you know, he's well known. His whole life was on a motorcycle ride, all of a sudden got struck by the vision of God and became a very, very religious person and has written some of the most amazing religious work uh, ever, ever printed. Yeah, I was going to say he's mostly known for his writings about Christianity, and they are terrific, but he also talks a fair amount about politics and that sort of thing and, and, and society. And this is actually from, uh, Screwtape Proposes a Toast, which was added to later editions of his book, The Screwtape Letters, which are excellent. And the scene here is this is a demon giving advice to his fellow demons on how best to damn humanity. Okay. Okay? This is trying to ruin humanity. Use the word democracy to sanction in his thought the most degrading and also the most, the least enjoyable of all human feelings. The feeling I mean is, of course, that which prompts a man to say, I'm as good as you. The first and most obvious advantage is that you thus induce him to enthrone at the center of his life a good, solid, resounding lie. No man who says, I'm as good as you, believes it. He would not say it if he did. Under the influence of, excuse me, I'm Fauci-esque over here. I finally found, if I might depart from one of the great thinkers of human history to talk about my phlegm, I found the perfect protein bar. I love it. Love the taste. Nutritional is perfect. The rest of it. What's the flavor? Uh, hang on a second. They tend to be peanut butter. Chocolate peanut butter. There you go. Yeah. But it makes me phlegmy. So I, I can't eat it during you're the like, show you're anymore. You're like Bernie Sanders. Oh, billionaires and billionaires. Oh, it's terrible. Bernard Sanders. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we're going to damn, let's get back to damning humanity. Okay. With C.S. Lewis. So you convince him to say, I'm as good as you. Under the influence of this incarnation, those who are in any or every way inferior can labor more wholeheartedly and successfully than ever before to pull down everyone else to their own level. But that's not all. Under the same influence, those who come or could come nearer to a full humanity actually draw back from it for fear of being undemocratic. What I want to fix your attention on is the vast overall movement toward discrediting and finally elimination of every kind of human excellence, moral, cultural, social, or intellectual. And is it not pretty to 
Notice how democracy is now, and democracy explains in terms of like worshiping the idea as opposed to a political system, people using that term, is now doing for us the work that was once done by the most ancient dictatorships and by the same methods. And then he goes into the old story of a uh, dictator seeking advice from another dictator who takes him into a field, and any any stalk of wheat that's any higher than the others, he knocks the top off of, off of it. Illustrating, obviously, the moral was plain. Allow no preeminence among your subjects. Let no man live who is wiser or better or more famous or even handsomer than the mass. Cut them all down to a level. All slaves, all ciphers, all nobodies, all equals. Thus tyrants could practice, in some sense, democracy. But now democracy can do the same work without any tyrant other than her own. Now, I'm sorry, no one needs to go through the field with a cane. The little stalks will now of themselves bite the tops off the big ones. The big ones are beginning to bite off their own in the desire to be like stalks. In that promising land, the spirit of I'm as good as you has already become something more a generally social influence. It begins to work itself into their education system. Ah, now we're getting there. Once you've grasped the tendency, you can easily predict its future developments, especially as we, the demons, ourselves will play a part in the developing. The basic principle of the new education is to be that dunces and idlers must not be made to feel inferior to intelligent and industrial pupils. That would be undemocratic. The bright pupil thus remains democratically fettered to his own age group throughout his whole school career. And a boy who would be capable of attacking, you know, he goes into various uh, myths and stuff, sits listening to his co-evil's attempt to spell cat sat on the mat. In a word, we may reasonably hope for the virtual abolition of education when I'm as good as you has fully had its way. All incentives to learn and all penalties for not learning will vanish. And he goes on with some more detail. How familiar does that sound? That is unbelievable. That's almost as good as Orwell's predictions. Mm-hmm. That's great. You eliminate excellence and convince those who are not excellent, clearly not excellent, that there's nothing wrong with them and they're being oppressed. That's how you damn a society. Wow. That's interesting. Again, that's from uh, Screwtape Proposes a Toast. So the Middle East continues to be the Middle East, unfortunately, over the weekend, including in the last few moments. Here's a a breaking news uh, piece breaking. Seven rockets have been fired from Gaza toward Jerusalem. Yeah, they're back at it in uh, Israel right now between the Palestinians and the Israelis. Haven't heard this for a while, but uh, seven rockets fired from Gaza toward Jerusalem. The Iron Dome air defense intercepted one of the seven Six got through, so we don't have any idea what kind of damage may have been done. Um, Hey, uh, let me go ahead. While you're looking for that, let me throw one more sentence at you because I left it out and I shouldn't have. And how familiar is this? Does this sound? Uh, You must carefully foster in the minds of your human victims the delusion. I mean the delusion that the fate of nations, or races, is in itself more important than that of individual souls. The real end is the destruction of individuals, for only individuals can be saved or damned. There is no individual, there is only the group. Wow, how did people like Orwell and Lewis and others, how did they understand this stuff? I, I have enormous admiration for them. They had a they had an understanding of human nature that's just beyond my comprehension. Yeah. 
Yeah, Kurt Vonnegut had it too. Sure. You know, I yeah. thought he was a little nutty in some ways, but a brilliant, brilliant man. Uh, back to the Middle East. The other story: the Taliban over the weekend set off a bomb, suicide bomber outside a girls' school near Kabul. Oh yeah, I heard killed, about that. Killed fifty little girls. Injured a hundred others intentionally. That yeah, was their purpose. intention to kill the little girls. And man, tell I, me all. Tell me all cultures are equal, and some aren't better than others. I have no idea what their strategy is because I would think since we're leaving soon, you'd lay low, hang on as we're headed out the door, and then we're going to be gone, and then you can do whatever you want. But I apparently they're so confident we're leaving anyway. Or well, we're not, there's so little will do anything about it, they're not even going to wait. Well, and how brutally effective a message is that? Hey, the Americans are still here, and we're going to kill your girls if they go to school. All right? We're not messing around. They aimed to terrorize, and they did. All the more terrifying because they did it before we left. Maybe that's the point. Yeah, I think it is. It's gruesome. How depraved is a group that that thinks that's serving God. I don't know, they're going to run the entire country here in a couple months though. Yeah, and we're supposed to uh we're supposed to hate western civilization. We're supposed to say it's a white supremacy and patriarchy and the rest of it. Um yeah, that's an ugly story, but Yeah, I'd say. I thought we Ooh. should pass it along to you. Um People are breeding digital horses and spending real money on digital horses that can run in digital races. And when actual money, I feel? I I don't know what that means. The money is real. Digital horses? I'll tell you what. None of these horses get uh, get their wins rescinded for doping up. No junky digital horses. What if I just have a digital horse that can run 500 miles per hour? Well, that's a good one. You should you should hold on to that one. one <laughs> Enter it in a bunch of races. One digital horse recently sold for 125,000 real dollars. Hold on to it, Sean. I can't even catch it. It runs 500 miles per hour. That was $125,000 a digital horse recently sold for because it's a uh, good breeding stock. I have. don't know <laughs> what that means. You can keep saying that, but I don't understand. What the hell you're talking about? I know. I can't wrap my head around it either. I just can't make it happen. Digital Horse is pretty good band name. Pretty damn good. Yeah. I got we a play buddy country who's, music, but with synthesizer. A buddy of mine, his joke is, I didn't mow your lawn, but here's a picture of a mowed lawn. <laughs> so if I could have my $25, I'd appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around this stuff either. The Democrats' biggest hurdle to getting their giant $7 trillion plan through might be actuary tables <laughs> according to the new york times they're just too old for all of them to live through the end of this legislative session yikes <laughs> according to the numbers that among other things on the way armstrong and getty The Armstrong and Getty Show. You look at San Francisco, 20 cases a day, more than 70% of the population vaccinated, very good testing in place. They don't need uh, mask ordinances indoors anymore, and certainly not outside. Whoa, that is a giant headline. Dr. Scott Gottlieb, 
maybe the second most listened to voice throughout this entire pandemic, just said you don't need mask guidelines indoors in San Francisco, let alone outdoors and other cities that have similar COVID. He did a long interview on Face the Nation. What does CBS pluck out of that to be their headline that they're tweeting out today? Scott Gottlieb advises people who are immune-compromised to still exercise caution. Wow. So, because he said that, yeah, people who have immune problems, who, they know this. Of course they do. You know this. You're like, you have to go to the doctor like ten times a year, at least, for that. You know you're a special person with special ways you've got to live your life. That's the headline. Not the headline that, for the rest of America... We don't have to wear masks indoors anymore. The fact that there are mask mandates indoors is now stupid. Well, depending on the situation local, yeah. But he said for much of America. And that is, Mm -hmm. so that's a giant headline. Nope. That's not the headline, according to all the media. Immune compromised people still need to wear masks. That is so revealing. What is going on with us? We're, we're crazy people now. Fear gets clicks. Danger gets clicks. Good news does not. It doesn't make sense to me. I, and most people I know, would click on the you-don't-have-to-wear-masks-anymore story. That would yeah. get more clicks. Well, you combine that with the whole tribal thing. Caution, safety, danger, caution. I mean, that's most of the American left. And, and you know, especially kind of the, the woke left. Bill Maher's not like that, you know. Matt Taibbi is Man, that, that makes me so mad that that's... I thought that was going to be a huge headline today. I haven't heard it anywhere but here on this show. I haven't heard wow. it anywhere but on this show, and I've taken in a lot of news in the last 24 hours. I haven't heard anybody mention that. God dang it. Our media is just flat perverse. Our government is... is is What what, what their reason for doing this is, I don't know, but they are really restricting our freedom to uh, to do business and live our lives in a way that is unprecedented in human history. I yeah. mean, if it were true before that this is the greatest theft of freedom in U.S. history outside of slavery, it's definitely true now. That's, well, it's, it's, it's beyond a nanny state. It's a brutal nanny. It's a nanny that abuses, that beats. Anyway... Yeah. Uh, I got a story that will make you very mad in just a second. You want to be mad? Well, I'm already mad. You just made me mad with the last story. <laughs> but I like this story. Democrats are now realizing just how small their House majority is, along with no majority at all in the Senate. A heart They are one heart attack away from losing their entire agenda. Ah! I tried. I tried. Anybody? And it's from the New York Times. Come on. Democrats are rolling the actuarial dice on their agenda every single day that they don't pass a bill from the New York Times. <laughs> we do not have two years, says the New York Times and people they're talking to, and they just go through the ages of the various people that are in there and just looking at the tables. There are plenty of people that that the numbers would say won't be alive at the end of this two-year session. Yeah. So they got to get this stuff through now. Like every day that goes by, you're one, one out of six... House members throughout history have dialed, have died while in office. One out of six. No. And it's got to be higher now that they're much older. Wait a minute. One out of six? Yeah. Oh, it's because they hold on to the seat for so yeah, long. Yeah. 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 But they're I thought, older I thought, now. I was picturing like in any given session. <laughs> but they're much older now, so that the chance is much more likely. So, yeah. Anyway, that's really interesting. How much time I got, Michael? Okay, I got time for this, but I, I, I thought that was interesting the New York Times saying, you better pass it soon, because according to these numbers, uh, we're going to lose a couple senators before uh, 2024. So, Wow. wow. Or 2022, rather. Um, 
So last week I talked about how a guy who had invested $1,300 in Dogecoin had $660,000 now. He took his stimulus check and put it in the joke Dogecoin and now has two-thirds of a million dollars. And uh, that made me very unhappy, so I put all my money in Dogecoin on Friday. Good move, smart. It dropped 30% over the weekend, but that's a different story. By the dip. If you had invested $1,000 one year ago in all these different things, what you would have now. If you'd invested $1,000 a year ago in Amazon, you'd now have about 1400 bucks, which is that's still, a good return. That's still a really good return. That's a good thing to do. Although you'd have been better off if you put it in Apple, where you'd have $1,700, or Google, where you'd have a little more, or PayPal, where you'd have about 1800 bucks, or Twitter, about 1900 or Zoom. If you'd put $1,000 in Zoom a year ago, you would have damn near doubled your money. If you'd have put $1,000 in FedEx a year ago, you'd almost tripled your money. Holy cow. If you'd have put your $1,000 in Tesla a year ago, you would have quadrupled your money a year later. Son of a... You put it in Bitcoin, you'd almost have six times as much. But if you'd have put it in Dogecoin, your $1,000 a year ago, uh, a year ago, you'd have $274,000 today. Yikes. $274,000. Man, there's a lot of good investments on that list. I don't think I got into any of them. <laughs> no. Yeah, and there's a difference between investing and gambling, too. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a fine line. Although FedEx was a pretty clear one. I should have thought of that. Everybody's going to have to ship everything, right, with the pandemic? Idiot. Yeah, you moron! <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.